Hey, everybody. I'm Terry Kerr, and I manage the big screen little folks programs at the Wisconsin Film Festival. And uh, with us today is uh, Ben Reiser, who is our director of operations for the festival. Is that your correct title, Ben? Mm-hmm. I was also on the Big Screen's Little Folks Programming Committee. I got to watch this film. I was just going to say that. And we're joined by a very special guest, Johanna uh, Helgeland, who is the director of The Crossing. And we're so excited and uh, about being able to share this wonderful, beautiful film with our Wisconsin Film Festival audiences. And we're so grateful that you're here to talk to us today about the film. So welcome. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> the same to you. I'm, I'm really happy uh, to be able to, to, uh, to show the film at your festival. And uh, as you told me, Terry, this is where the Norwegian population came or settled uh, many, many years ago. So I hear that you have a lot of Norwegian relatives among your audience and uh, settlers. We do. Hmm. We do. And many, many people who have Norwegian heritage, their you know, ancestors were immigrants to Wisconsin because the part of Wisconsin I come from is very hilly. It has great, almost fjords. Uh, we call them coolies in the lacrosse region. And so the story is always that Norwegian farmers and Norwegian settlers felt very at home in our particular landscape and really felt like they knew how to farm on those hills and, and how to make this, you know, uh, good land. So yeah, many, many Norwegian settlers. <laughs> I'm just so curious about uh, that part of the history, you know, it should be a film in itself, I think. Yes, mm. we'll have to have you come to the festival someday <laughs> when we're back in person. Maybe we can have a visit. So, um, Johanna, I, I understand this is your very first feature film that you have directed, but that you're a very experienced director, uh, having done short projects and music videos and TV series and all kinds of other things. So how did you come to be connected to this particular project to direct The Crossing? Uh it was uh, actually I met Maya Lunde, the author, uh, at that point. I think that's almost ten years ago now. We met at a birthday party, and and uh, we just we were talking, uh, getting to know each other, and uh, and she talked about this project, and I said that sounds so exciting, and then she just called me a couple of weeks later, and uh, and yeah, that's where the story started actually. But it's taken a lot of years to to uh, get it into production, actually. So uh, almost yeah. eight years, I think. Yeah. From when she contacted wow. me until it was a film. Mm. And is it based on a novel, do I understand? It's not, actually. But uh, everyone seems to know uh, think that. But actually, Maya, she's very <laughs> productive. And while we were waiting for, you know, the the script to, to get funding, she just decided, okay, I'm not going to wait for this. I think I'm going to write the novel <laughs> as well. So she actually wrote the, the film script first, and then she wrote a novel based on the script in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and the book uh, was uh, uh, published before the film. Hmm. Can I ask you a question yes. about that? Did, the, did her rewriting the story as a novel then sort of inform her 
about some details and things that maybe hadn't been part of the screenplay. And then did she, she brings some of the novel elements back into a later draft of the screenplay? No, she didn't actually. I think the novel and the film is a bit separated in one way because in, in the novel you, you have Gareda's voice all the way telling the story, the main character. Uh, and that just kind of changes the tone of the story in a way. Uh, so uh, it was it was actually not, it was quite similar to, to the draft I read the first time and, and what we went into production with actually with, yeah, with obviously some changes along the way, but, but that was more in a way to adapt it into a film or to make it the best possible film. So if I wanted to go and read the book, um, what would the, is it published in English? Could I find this uh, novel version of the film? Do you think? Oh, I'm not sure, actually. But Maya has become this really <laughs> huge author. Author. She had tremendous success with a novel called The Stories of the Beast. And I think that's published in the States, actually. Uh, but I don't know if, if uh, Across the Border is. I'll check and find out. Maybe yeah. we we'll post that information if we can find it. Well, I was going to say that, that the story of the novel being told from uh, in a first-person voice reminds me of uh, the novelization I read as a kid of Rocky II, which was written by Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and also written from Rocky's uh, first person voice. And like the whole novel reads like Rocky talks. So it's like, hey, I was <laughs> yeah. in the ring. And then it's very strange. <laughs> um, uh, but, but um, you know, I think there are a few scenes where uh, Gerda is not present maybe and it's but but the film also feels like it's almost entirely told from her perspective in a way it is yeah uh she's she's obviously the main character and and it starts with her voiceover but then as a as a old woman as uh, looking back this is um this is such a serious subject for a film for children you know a very complicated subject and so I was wondering if you um, how you framed that so that it seems to me a very delicate balance between scaring children and also involving them in this world making it a world where they could really come into and, and understand the story. I think that was the biggest challenge on, on or the, the, the topic or theme in itself that it's it's so dark uh, but still you have to, to find that balance. Uh, but in, in two ways, uh, one, the one was, as you say, uh, how to tell it to that young age group uh, in a way that is, uh, that is okay. And uh, at the same time, how, uh, not to kind of go too easy on the subject as well, because it's of, of, of the seriousness of the subject. So, um, but I think what was the key into telling the story was that Gerda is this adventurous character and she has this fantasy world. So she sees the world in a, uh, her own way. So we could kind of make the film a bit fairy taleish, And I think that was uh, key in, in telling this story that we actually could use that as a and narration yeah. Or, or yeah yeah way to tell it 
So it has this fairy tale kind of feel to it, and uh, that was very intentional. Uh, but at the same time, it was really important to to keep. I think it's it's a film about relationships as well, friendship, loyalty. Um, yeah. So uh, it was very important for me to to focus on on the rela- relationship between the characters and and the characters themselves. I think that yeah. fi- finding that tone, uh, uh, and and I think you do find that tone perfectly. I think that the film works really well as a sort of just an enjoyable suspense thriller. Um, and I think it's just suspenseful and scary enough that people of all ages are, will be, uh, sucked into it and, and into it. And, um, but, (laughs) but that it's also not too grim, uh, so that, you know, that parents would not want their children to watch it. Um, and I also think you do a great job of sort of like balancing those kind of genre, uh, expectations and conventions with the sort of seriousness of the, of the background of the story and the historical accuracy of it. But I wonder, uh, was arriving at that sort of perfect balance, um, involved, did it involve work? Were there, were there, did the film go through different versions and maybe test screenings or just back and forth with the editor and people to figure out, wait, we might need to take, tone this down a little or bring this bring the music up or whatever i actually i wrote uh, like a director's treatment before the before uh, we went to the producer so we were very conscious about this i think this was actually what i was working most on was to try to find this balance and and also uh at some points i i just felt that I really have to do this wholeheartedly. I can't cheat anything. I, I really need to be a child in this story myself to feel with the children and, and to try to remember how it was to be a child uh, because it was so important for me to, to actually uh, get, get the emotions right. And uh, I think that our main goal with the film was in a way that children would ask their parents or grandparents or any grown-up uh, teachers or anyone uh, grown-up they trust uh, about the Second World War and about the Holocaust and that was actually the most important thing that it would uh, arise awareness of history and and, um, and maybe also because every family has has a story from the Second World War. Uh, maybe we can start to talk about them again, because it's almost like a forgotten chapter uh, in that age group, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder, uh, Johanna, it's such a powerful part of Norway's history, this mm. period, of course, World War II. And how do you feel that that has you have you had some, you know, legacy from that that's really influenced you in your life? You know, is that part of what attracted you to the story? Yes, I think my generation, I'm, I'm born in the 70s, um, has always been uh, educated on this subject. Uh, and so it's been part of our history from from childhood. But I know that things are changing a bit. Um, but I think, and I realize that children still are very curious about this chapter. 
uh, and especially girls, I think. Uh, girls around nine, 10, they're really drawn to, to uh, stories about the Second World War. Uh, maybe it has something to do that with, you know, everything was so different. It's just like, it's not, it's not possible to imagine almost for, for my generation uh, and uh, that everything was so uh, yeah, different from now on in Norway. <laughs> was yeah. that, it was, that it was war here because I think we feel like we live on, on the safe, in the safest country in the world. You never do, but it feels like that. You think that, yeah. 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 The other element I really thought a lot about when I watched the film again was um, you spoke a little about the film being about friendship and loyalty and it's um, really a lot about trust and as kids I think that's a, a big issue who do you trust who don't you trust do you trust your brother um, you know can you trust the adults mm. around you to do the right thing and and it struck me as really a, a, a you know a way for kids to think think about that you know, about yeah. who to trust, who to worry about. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's a, there's that sequence where they go to the uh, old woman's house. Um, and it's, it seems like a very clear nod a reference to like the Hansel and Gretel um, fairy tale. Um, and I was wondering, are there other sort of specific sort of fairy tales or sort of folk tales that you or, or the author consciously drew on and and actually in addition to that i was wondering were there films that you watched that you wanted to 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 take elements from or inspiration from or or trying to find things that you wanted to make sure you avoided uh when you were preparing for this film mm, there aren't specific references to any other fairy tales i think it's more like the fairy tale structure in a way mm -hmm. that you kind of you knock on one door and then you have to go on to the next. Uh, I mean, uh, and uh, and Hans and Gretchen is, is an obvious uh, reference, yes, for that scene at the old lady's house. Um, and I think I, I watched I watched a lot of films that had this, uh, obviously about the Second World War with children in 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 uh, leading parts, uh, like the Book Thief and. Uh, uh, but also, you know, inspired by adventurous films uh, like Harry Potter and uh, The Secret Garden. Uh, yeah. Films that has this sensitivity uh, and is a bit fairytale-ish and also very emotional at the same time. Yeah, I, I think you do a wonderful job at the at the sort of more obvious suspense sequences, um, the way that you've um, choreographed them and, and edited them. Um, are, have you been a, a fan of that genre of filmmaking uh, in your life? Is that something that sort of comes uh, naturally yes. to you? I think the film that made the biggest impression on me when I was a child was E.T. because mm. I was seven or eight when that premiered. And actually, my father, he's a film producer, so we got tickets for the Norwegian premiere and Drew Barrymore was there and that was huge. And, uh, and I remember sitting next to my mom and she was crying. She was sobbing, like, you know, at the end. And me too, <laughs> both crying uh, so hard. And that film has just st 
stuck, you know, because it was a big emotional experience for me. And, and I think I also had, you know, this feeling of uh, this boy's loneliness and, and at the same time, this amazing friendship and, and, the, and the fairy tale as well. So um, actually E.T. was a big inspiration as well. Just the feel of it in a way. Uh, even if they're totally different. I watched E.T. Uh, two or three times just to, to see what Steven Spielberg had, how he kind of made mood or sensitivity in, in the scenes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, he's a, yeah, he's definitely yeah. a good one to look at for that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, and yeah. I think he, he's probably a big child himself because he's so close to the, at least when he did that, made that film, I think he... He must have totally gone into that ch- child part himself, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the other the other story, of course, is the three musketeers or the other genre yeah, is that musketeers yeah. reference. And mm. and um it seems to me as though that's what yeah, really enables Goethe to be able to see the big picture, you know, that this is a quest and an adventure. It's not so much about her personal life of her parents being gone and but it's this chance for this big adventure and I also really loved the battle in the woods when the kids start you know uh, really fighting about the issues of the war and um, and Otto ends up apologizing but I think it's it feels very much as though finally it comes down to their playing out some of the bigger issues in their very personal moments. Um, Can I just ask about working with kid actors? Because I know that for uh, all of these children, it was their first time in a, in a film. And was that, um, were there great joys involved in directing those children? And I'm sure there were challenges. Yeah, I think I love working with kids because uh, you don't have all these filters. It's like, they're yeah. so close to their emotions in a way. So uh, I think uh, for me, it's mostly a pleasure. But of course, it's hard work as well because it's very exhausting for them. Uh, and it's win- it was winter time. It was cold. They had clothes from the 40s, thin shoes, uh, <laughs> long days. And in Norway, it, it gets in winter time. It's dark. Uh, until nine o'clock in the morning and then it's dark again from three o'clock in the afternoon so it was like a race you know to get all the scenes every day Uh, but they managed beautifully I think and and they were so strong and uh, uh, I think I, I think it's amazing to see how children how professional they can be and how hardworking they can be and ambitious as well they take their job really seriously and that's uh it's a joy Mm. yeah they really entered into the world and the story of it and that leads us of course straight into it too so I thought they were amazing um you know all the way around including characters like Pear the you know the helper am I saying his name correctly yeah tall redheaded boy (laughs) Yeah, and all of he, those, he brings uh, a good energy into the story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's great. I really, yeah. <laughs> really fond of him, and and I have to say, I think you know, of course, Gerda is a favorite character, but Otto is amazing. The transformation or the journey he goes on, you know, in terms of 
what he learns yeah. about himself and others. I think Otto, he has he has the big development, biggest personal development in the film, and he's obviously a very, uh, th- I think, exciting character. Uh, yeah, and I think it's very. I what I liked so much about the script was that, for us in retrospect, it can seem really obvious that we would have chosen the right uh, side of the conflict, but you never know, do you? And and no. in 1942, I think a lot of people ask the same uh, questions uh, as Otto. Who should I trust? Who's right? Who's wrong? What do we know? What do we? What is a lie and what is not a lie? And uh, I think it's all good to show kids that you can be wrong, but then you can choose right. You don't have to. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can learn and and you can from experience and wisdom you can change your mind about things yeah he becomes such a strong amazing leader actually in the end of the film you know after um, yeah he sort of has that moment in the of apology he really takes on that leadership role and guides them all to the end and what way. I think is really uh, uh, amazing is that we just won the European Film Academy's uh, Young Audience Award two days ago, oh, and we were in competition congratulations. with. Oh, thank you. We were in competition with Pinocchio from uh, and uh, and Wolf Runners, and both were Oscar nominated. Yeah. And we have like a small yes. budget, and a really, it's a story about the Holocaust in Norway, and. And these are children choosing uh, uh, which film uh, that should uh, win. And I think it's so touching that they chose a story about the Second World War. And it just shows me that we need films about solidarity and, and uh, friendship and loyalty and, and core values like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what do you have? It's amazing. Uh, congratulations and, and what what are you working on now? What's next for you? I don't know actually because I'm writing on several projects and uh, nothing is like immediately. So uh, I'm just trying to to figure it out actually. What uh, I know that I I need to to kind of needs to resonate with me. So I try to I try to choose choose from my heart <laughs> has, yeah. has, has um has hollywood come calling yet no <laughs> I, actually i asked neil today i wrote him a mail and i said do you think it's possible to get an american agent because i'm so curious about you know it would have been so yeah. lovely to just see how things work over over at your corner in the world hmm. yeah <laughs> oh, I hope so. Good luck with that. Yeah. Well, I think Hollywood's trying to figure out how it's all going to work going forward anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know our audiences will love it and they'll have a wonderful, a wonderful time seeing the film. Um, I know you've done a lot of interviews. I'm just wondering if there's any question that you think, why don't they ask me that in an interview? This is an important thing I'd like to talk about. I wish Terry would ask me this question. Is there any hmm. question like that? (laughs) Um, I think you asked a lot of questions that I haven't been asked before. And that's a really good thing. Uh, Because most uh, is 
uh, very often I get asked, how was it to work in the freezing cold? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of experience with that in Wisconsin, yeah. so we yeah, don't even right. need to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, we work I'm, in the freezing I'm, cold uh, all the time. Yeah. But I'm so excited to, um, that it has, uh, has this tour, tour in the States. And I wish I wished that you get some young audiences to see it, like children. And, and uh, uh, I think it's a family film. So if you have like family audiences, I think it's very suitable for, for that. Yeah. From all well, one... from grandparents to, you know, uh, yeah. children, children uh, from seven years old has watched it here in Norway and they get it. Well, it is part of our children's programming, but we're also trying to alert everyone that it is a family film and a film that everybody will enjoy seeing. So yes, we'll bring lots of children to see it here yes. in Wisconsin and the upper Midwest. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to say that I think one of the few silver linings that we have this year, because the festival was forced to be online and people are watching from home is that they have more time to experience more of the, festival films than they normally would because they're not running around to different venues and trying to make sure they're there at the right start time. These things will be up 24 seven for eight days straight. So we think people will watch more films than usual. And also families will get to spend more time together watching, watching these films. So I think that that will happen that not only will, will children get to see this film, but I think a lot more parents and grandparents will, will check it out as well. So good. And I, I think that it's you, you do an amazing job, all of you festival organizers, uh, that, ha that you've managed to, uh, to arrange all these festivals during this pandemic. It, must, uh, it has changed the whole structure of, uh, of thinking. And uh, after we're over with this pandemic, I, I look so much forward to going to the theater again. But maybe it's a good thing as well to have tried this platform as well and uh, that it, it can work both uh, in a parallel thing as maybe in a while or I don't know <laughs> yeah and well, one of the wonderful perks here too is that we get to talk to you we get to have an interview with you um, you know via internet which we probably would not have done if we were doing our in-person festival so so that's a great, uh, wonderful part of this online festival for us. Yeah, and for me as well, to see uh, to see who's actually <laughs> making these festivals. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much for spending some time with us today, and thank you so much for sharing your film with us and our audiences. I'm really excited for people to see it. Oh, thank you. I and am too. Yeah, thank you, and good luck on your festival. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.